0: to see everyone in the house this morning. We're so glad you're here. Good to see some we haven't seen in a while. Coming back, we welcome you. Any first time guest, we're so honored that you're here in the Lord's house with us today. We make you welcome. We just want to know here at the Lord's house, you are loved and we are so glad that you're here. Amen. Going to give you opportunity this morning uh, to pay your tithe, give your offerings. Amen. Be a blessing. We appreciate your faithfulness. Uh, whatever you're able to do to continue to keep the church strong, dear, and all this, continue to help us be able to buy food and feed the hungry and uh, bless, uh, meet those needs of those around us. And so uh, we say thank you so very much. If you're giving online, uh, you're welcome to go to com. Uh, scroll down right there and give on our website. You can give uh, by text 903-560-8881 and uh, text that number and put the amount in the um message and uh, you can do that. You can give right here electronically. Cash check in the yellow buckets. Whatever you choose to do we are so grateful uh, for your faithfulness in giving. Let's get our tithe. Get our offering in your hand. Come on there at home. Make your declaration with us. Let's believe the Lord for his blessings uh, upon our finances. Thank you Lord for my finances. I give my tithe to you Lord because it's holy to you. I bring my tithe to this storehouse in anticipation of your blessing Lord. Open the windows of Heaven in my life. I give in obedience to your word, believing to receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over blessings upon my life. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give this morning. We stick in a big amen in the house this morning. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God is so good. What a great day to be in the Lord's house. What a great day to see you. And uh, we're just declaring the favor and the blessings of the Lord this morning. Amen. Well, I want to talk to you today uh, about uh, a very important subject. I want to make an announcement to you and uh, uh not a lot of folks uh uh talk about it anymore and um, but i still believe it and i want to declare it to you today are you ready everybody say I'm ready. I'm ready well by the end of the service uh we'll find out but you know what only you know how many's ready for the big announcement how many of you likes good news? No. If, I, if, if I said to you, Christmas is coming. There we go. See, I'm telling you, that's, that's exciting, isn't it, Rachel? Yes. Yeah. As, you know, we, 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 we say certain things and, you know, vacation is coming. What? Isn't that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A raise is coming. Promotion is coming. Some of you guys out there, a wife is coming. Well, I didn't get a big amen on that one. How, how, how about for you single ladies? A husband is coming. There you go. A little, little, little more excitement. How about, let me, let, let, let me declare for you, some of you young married couples, a baby's coming. <laughs> uh, you know what, we can say a lot of things and people get excited But when we make this one declaration, it brings a lot of different reactions. Sometimes you don't get a lot of excitement, and and there's just not a lot of uh, uh, hoopla. Because we've been saying it forever, they've been saying it from the beginning. It's been prophesied and declared. Yet in this age and time we're living in, there's many that don't believe it anymore and that are not looking for it anymore. But I want to declare it to you again today on July the 30th. Thank you. I have no idea what today was. August. I told you I didn't know what day it was. (laughs) I'm a little behind time. I do know it's Sunday morning. I do know that. I woke up and I said, I don't want to go to church. Amy said, you have to go to church. I said, give me one reason why. She said, you're the pastor. I said, oh, okay. I guess I I better go then. No, that's not true. August the 30th, 2020. I want to declare to you one more time. It won't be the last time. But I want to make a declaration and an announcement. Jesus is coming. I still believe it. With all of my heart I believe Jesus is coming. For years it was prophesied the Messiah will come. He'll be born in Bethlehem, born of a virgin. And so many missed it. But the wise men, they came searching. And they found the baby laying in a manger. And they worshipped Him. And then He grew. And He lived a sinless life. And He died on the cross. And He rose again. And when He went back to heaven, the angels... Said to those around, why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus that you saw go away is coming again in like manner. From that moment people begin to look, they begin to believe, they begin to anticipate that Jesus was coming In my grandmother's uh, lifetime, when she said as a child, amen, they believed it so strong that every night when they went to bed, they didn't think they were going to get up in the morning. They were going to wake up in heaven. Every day. People believed that Jesus was coming and they preached it and they taught it and they lived like it. But over the generations, uh, we begin, that message uh, has begun to dwindle in less and less and we're talking more about blessings and things and stuff and all that. And we've forgotten that Jesus is coming and his coming is closer now than it has ever been. You say, pastor, when is he coming? That I can't tell you. I don't know the day or the hour. I just know He's coming. And I just know that He said, be ready. He said to watch and wait for His appearing. That He's coming back after those that are watching and waiting. He's coming back after those who is looking for His coming. Those who are loving Him. Those who are serving Him. He said that there's going to be many that will miss His coming. We're going to talk about this today. The coming of the Lord. The Bible is very clear about eternity. We just came through that series. uh, Heaven and hell. They're real places. And one day we're going to spend eternity in one of those places. But Jesus declared that for His children. For His bride. That one day He is coming back to receive her. Jesus said, I go away. And if I go away. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And where I am, you may be also. See, here's the thing. We talk all about the coming of the Lord and Jesus is coming. But what we don't understand and realize that Jesus comes for people every moment. This morning at 127, our dear brother Glenn Pierce, the Lord came for him. And he went and stood before the Lord. Sister Vida Ashby, right now, is at the door. The trumpet is about to sound for her. And we pray for her family. And we're asking God to usher her into his presence. Because Jesus is coming for her. You see, Jesus may come for you today, tonight, tomorrow. But the Bible says the dead in Christ... They're going to rise first. But we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. We talk a lot. We, you hear the first the phrase, the rapture. The rapture of the church. The word rapture is not in the Bible. The word rapture simply means caught up. A catching away. And the Bible talks many times about the catching away. There's four raptures. Did anybody know that? There's already been three. So the rapture's already taken place for some people. You remember a guy named Enoch? The Bible says that, I'm sorry, I hadn't been using my microphone. Oh, I got this one on. No, I don't need this one. It's that kind of day. I just look down and I'm like, I'm not using a mic. (laughs) Jesus, just come right now. Just take me. Apparently, I'm ready. (laughs) Because I'm losing it. And the Bible declares that Enoch walked with God. He was so close to the Lord. The Bible said that the Lord just took him. He was no more. He was raptured. He was caught up, taken away. The second one was Elijah. Elisha was following along with Elisha. and all of a sudden, here came. They were in the, this chariot. Came down and separated them. And Elijah was caught up in a whirlwind. He was raptured. He was taken up to be with the Lord. He walked with God in relationship, and when it was his time, the Lord took him. Anybody know? Who the third rapture was? It was Jesus. Fifty days after resurrection at Pentecost, after Pentecost, uh, Jesus was talking, speaking with his disciples. He gave them the great commission go ye into all the world. And while they were talking, Jesus began to rise and a cloud, and he disappeared into the clouds. Now I want you to think about when Jesus Resurrected. The power it took to resurrect him from the grave. There's such power that it actually imprinted his body on the cloth that he was wrapped in. They have that cloth, the the shroud of Turin, they call it, It has the imprint of his body on it. It was like a copy machine. How it works with the light, the brightness. Photocopied his, his image on that shroud. But Jesus is not the only one that resurrected that day. There was an earthquake and when the earth shook, many others came out of the graves and appeared to family members. And when Jesus was resurrected, when he was raptured, all of those souls went with him. But there's going to be one more. The Bible declares the trump of God will sound. The dead in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, I'm talking about the coming of the Lord today. I don't want you to get confused with the second coming of the Lord. The second coming of Jesus. The second coming of Jesus is when Jesus actually comes back to earth. Sets one foot on, on the mountain, and one foot on the see. He uh, right there on Mount Olivet, right there in Israel. Amen. The, that that river's going to flow once again down in the Dead Sea and bring light. Jesus is coming to put his foot on earth. We're going to come back with him, rule and reign. He is going to rule and reign for a thousand years from this earth. I believe Scripture teaches. Many people don't believe it anymore. That before that event. That Jesus is coming for the church. What we call the rapture of the church or the catching away. He said, pray that you be counted worthy to escape these things that are coming upon the earth. There are some horrible things coming upon the earth. And we're looking at, there's already tribulation. There's a tribulation all over the world. There's there's lives being given for Christ. There's famine and pestilence. All the things that's happening. But there is coming a great tribulation. If you read the book of Revelations, you see all that's coming on the earth. You see the the rise of Antichrist and all that happens there. and, And it's going to be some horrible things take place. Jesus said, pray that you be counted worthy to escape these things. He's coming back after His church, after His bride. He's coming back, amen, to take us to the great marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen, He said, those who have their robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. He's coming after those who is watching. As Jesus comes and returns, Jesus said in Matthew 26, It is said, nevertheless, I say to you, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand. The power coming on the clouds of heaven. Luke twenty one twenty five. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. On the earth, distress of nations. Perplexity, seas and waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up, lift your heads because your redemption draweth nigh. Are we seeing earthquakes? Are we seeing famine? Are we seeing pestilence? Are we seeing fear failing people's uh, heart? Fear of what's coming. Fear of what is. We're seeing all of these things coming together. Amen. But Jesus said, when you see all of these things, when you see all this stuff happening, just begin to look up. I'm not looking down. I'm not worried. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. Amen. I am looking up in anticipation. Can I tell you, on my wedding day, 31 something years ago, when I walked out and I stood in front of that church and I was waiting for my bride, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. I I was sweating with anticipation. I was excited. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming and we need to be excited about his return. The bridegroom is coming for his bride. I am the bride of Christ. You are the bride of Christ. If you're a born again believer and Jesus is coming for you, he's coming to take you to those mansions that he said, I will go and prepare a place for you. He's coming to get us, amen, to take us from this world of sin and, and, and all that's coming upon it. And then, at that second coming, the Bible says that He's coming back on a white horse and those that are with Him or why riding white horses and He comes and He makes war with the Antichrist and those, all that's been happening on the earth. But you know what? There's, we're not going to have to fight. The Bible says a... Sword will come out of his mouth. He's going to destroy with the brightness of his coming. He's going to set up his kingdom on this earth. And we are going to rule and reign with Christ. But this life is preparation. Ever since Jesus came from the very beginning, from the fall of Adam and Eve, we've been preparing for this moment. It's been prophesied. Time will be no more. And we're going to be with the Lord forever. When's that going to happen? I don't know. I just know Jesus is coming. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. I want to read to you. Uh, y'all are not going to be surprised at this the way my day's going. I forgot my Bible. You're not shocked. Turn to Matthew chapter 24 on your phone, please. I would use my phone, but it's running the camera. It's a good day. I'm blessed. Uh, Verse 37. What version you got it on? King James is fine. Let's read it. If you have your Bibles at home or your phone, turn with me. (laughs) <laughs> my Bible's laying on my desk, marked, ready to go. I just didn't bring it out here. Listen to this. How many remember? How many remembers a guy named Noah? God told Noah to build a boat. God said, "There's coming rain. I'm going to destroy the world." Noah began to preach, and everybody laughed at him, and they made fun, and they said, "You're crazy, old man." For a hundred years, he preached that sermon. Same sermon every day. Jesus is coming. Rain's coming. God's going to destroy the earth. Get on the boat. They all laughed at him. One day, all of a sudden, all these animals started showing up two by two. And got on the boat. And then the Bible says, God shut the door. And all of a sudden, something started happening that had never happened before. It started to rain. Then people got a little worried. And then the rain began to come up. Then the earth began to break open and water began to come up. And then people came and began knocking on the door of the boat saying, let us in. And Noah was heartbroken because he couldn't. Because God had shut the door and locked it and he couldn't open it. And the earth was destroyed because of sin, because of wickedness. But God warned them for a hundred years. God's been warning us for thousands of years that Jesus is coming back to earth to take his saints. And he's given people chance after chance. And he gave his son Jesus to die. And he's prophesied it and we're preaching it but many people don't believe it anymore. And so the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24 verse 37 But as the days of Noah were so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying, given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in a field. The one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at a meal. One shall be taken, the other left. The Bible says in Luke 2. We'll be sleeping in a bed. One will be taken. One will be left. Watch therefore. For ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this. That if the goodman of the house had known. And what watched the thief would have come. He would have watched. And would not have suffered his house. To be broken up. Pastor Marcelo. Had we known. Thursday night. At about 3 a.m. Somebody was going to break in his house and steal all of our stuff. We were working and stole all of his tools. And guess what? Had we known that they were going to be there, we would have been there. We would have met them. With a Bible and a 9 millimeter. We would have said, which one would you like? <laughs> we we'd have, would have gave them a decision. <laughs> No, we wouldn't have done that. We would have just been there with the light on, watching. And they wouldn't have stole all of our stuff. See, the thief doesn't tell you when he's coming. He waits till you're asleep. He waits till you're not watching. And then he slips in. I feel sorry for those people. They don't know they stole from a preacher. And The Bible says, don't touch my anointing. Oh, I'd hate to be them when they stand before God. So while we pray, we pray, Lord, wake them up, let them repent, get saved, go to heaven. Amen. I'd hate to go to hell over a paint sprayer and a pair of pliers, a fan and a shop vac. And... Wouldn't it be bad to go to hell over that kind of stuff? The Bible says thou shalt not steal. Steal the law. See, if we'd have known, we'd have been watching. After the fact, we said all these things. See, after Jesus comes, there's going to be great revival. After Jesus comes, this church will be filled to capacity. After Jesus comes, there's going to be major revival. But those that are watching and waiting won't be here. We'll be gone then the only way to, to, to make it to get to heaven is not take the mark of the beast and to give your life for Christ. If you can't do it now with the Holy Spirit, how are you going to do it when the Holy Spirit's taken? Because when the saints are taken, the Holy Spirit's going to be taken also. And that's why such great evil is going to be overtaken in the world. And that's where we see all the, 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 the vials and the trumpets and all the stuff that's opened and all the sins come up on the world. Because the saints are taken and the judgment of God is going to fall on this earth. You don't want to be here for that. How's it going to happen? I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. When it's going to happen. What if it happened on Sunday morning? Good. Good. It could. Go, go ahead and play that video, Talita. It, it could happen just like this. I don't. I don't know exactly. We don't. We don't have a description. We we just have some some scripture saying it's coming. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And God saw the light. And say it was good. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, Watch therefore, for you do not know the hour your Lord is coming. I want you to know, church, that Jesus Christ could come this month. Or He might come next week. Or He could even come... If he came this moment, would you be ready? If he came at that that very moment, would you be the one still left in the seat? Would you still be sitting in your home? Would you still be here or would you be gone? See, Jesus said, I'm coming after those that are watching and waiting. Hebrews 9, he said, I'm coming. I've been offered once for sins, but I'm coming eagerly for those that wait on me. See, he, we don't know the exact hour, the exact moment. He's coming back at an unexpected time. Thessalonians 5, 2 says, For yourselves know perfectly well that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. And Jesus describes the signs that will be happening at the end of the world. He told his disciples, he said, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly I say unto you, not one stone will be left here upon another. There shall not be one, there should be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Jesus answered and said, take heed that no man deceive you. Many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ who will deceive many. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. What we're seeing right now in our nation is the beginning of sorrows nation is rising against nation race against race creed against creed uh, class against class Amen. they're trying to turn division against us but i'm telling you amen as the children of god is the church we've got to come together like never before and we've got to join together we've got to pray and we've got to believe and we've got to start looking up jesus is coming the signs The Bible says it's like a a woman in birth. The pains are starting. The groanings are starting. The baby's kicking. It's just a matter of time. Nations against nation, kingdoms and countries. Famines, earthquakes. We're seeing everything as the Bible describes it is happening all around us. Luke chapter twenty one eleven said there will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and pestilence. You know, COVID nineteen is a pestilence. I don't know about y'all, but it's pestering me. It's a pest. I don't like it. There will be fearful sights and great signs in the heavens. We see the massive hurricanes that have already happened and the one that just came and we're having them sign over and over and over. We've got plagues, locusts right now all over Africa and Sudan. Tidal waves coming and washing people away. I'm telling you, you only say, Pastor, what can I do? Get ready. Have a personal relationship with Jesus. Going to church won't get you to heaven. Being kind to your neighbor Though you should do it. That won't get you to heaven. Paying your tithe won't get you to heaven. You can do the outward things. But unless you have had a heart change. Unless you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Confessed your sins and asked Him to forgive you. Amen. That is the only way you'll be ready when Jesus comes. We've got to begin to prepare ourselves. We've got to live. Like He could come at any moment. But we need to prepare like we're going to be here a long time. Because see, we don't know exactly what all we're going to endure between now and then. Let me ask you a question. What if Hurricane Laura instead of turning east had to turn west and came across here? What if this morning all of our electricity was out The roads were flooded. The stores were closed. Do you have enough food in your cupboard for the rest of this week? For two weeks? For a month? Do do you have enough toilet paper? Because I'm not loaning you none of mine. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want it back. <laughs> Listen, we just saw that. I mean, it, it just a little, people got a little bit afraid and you couldn't find no toilet paper or paper towels or cleaning supplies. Listen, we, Jesus is coming, but before then, there's coming a lot of other trouble. P- pestilence and earthquakes and hurricanes and tornadoes are we prepared just for the normal stuff are you prepared if a tree falls on the lect- on the electric line see we need to be wise and start just preparing just for normal things start buying an extra can of tuna extra jar of peanut butter get you extra roll of paper towels just begin to get you some water i'm not talking about uh Bunker living and apocalypse at all. I'm just talking, we need to be prepared as normal people for normal things. But some unnormal things are getting ready to happen. Some supernatural things. Some disasters that God has predicted will come before He comes. It's already happening. We're seeing unrest in our nation. What if it spreads as unrest is coming and and all these things happen and things are shutting down and people are not able... Are you ready? Let's get ready for Jesus to come. Let's live every day like He could come right now. But let's start preparing like it might be a while. Because guess what? If Jesus comes before then and you're left, you can have all my food. And you can have the toilet paper. But just just make sure Jesus came and I'm not just on vacation. <laughs> Don't be like the thief that broke in and stole our stuff. Let's prepare. Let's get ready. Psalm 91 says... He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Here's the deal. See, when we know Jesus is coming, that statement does not bring fear into my heart. That statement brings excitement and joy. I get to see Jesus. Just like a child on Christmas morning is excited to wake up, amen, to see what the presents are under the tree. I'm excited about Jesus coming. But I know, that we may have to endure some hardships. We may have to endure some trials and tribulations. We may have to go through some things before that comes. And I've got to be ready, number one, to stand up for Christ. We're not going to deny Christ in the face of adversity. We're going to preach the gospel if they say we can't preach the gospel. Amen. I we're going to have to do. I'm telling you, if somebody comes in and says either deny Christ or die, you do you have the kind of relationship that you're ready to die for Jesus? You say you're ready to live for Jesus, but are you ready to die for Him? Because right now, all over this world, there are Christians giving their heads. They're dying in all kinds of deaths simply because they're followers of Jesus Christ. He said that could never come to America. Look at all the other stuff we said could never come to America that's here. And as things begin to progress, as the enemy begins to come in, as God begins to unleash and he begins to allow these things to take place, trouble's coming. Are you ready? People neglect. Their heart. They neglect their relationship. They neglect the assembling of themselves together. They neglect reading the Word. We've just been talking about this. Memorizing and studying and learning the Word of God. What if your Bible was taken? Do you know enough Scripture? Could you write down enough Scripture to fill up a page? Do you know the Word of God? Are you just trusting somebody else? You might not be able to get it on your phone. Hide God's Word in your heart. Get ready. The only way you're going to stand in times of adversity is if you've prepared. You see, let's say a tragedy did happen and all the stores shut down. If you're prepared, if you've got enough, you're not going to be freaking out, are you? But those that don't have, it's going to be pandemonium. You see, when Jesus comes, those that are ready... We're not going to be afraid. The Bible says in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. We shall be changed. But those that are left behind. It's going to be horrible. There's going to be many that know the truth of God. There's going to be many that. Once believed and have walked away. There will be many. Who. They were told. They heard it as a kid. They heard it youth group. They said in church and heard it preached. But they said, "I've got plenty of time." There's going to be great revival during all that time, and God will save many. And there will be a great revival. There'll be those who stand and go through the tribulation. They, they'll, they'll not they'll not bow their knee and they'll give their life. He said. He looked and he said he saw all these souls. In the altar slain. And he said, who are these? He said, these are those that gave their life for Christ. But wouldn't it be better to just accept him today? Just get ready today. And when he comes, go and be with him. It'd be much easier, much better. But people, see the devil. biggest lie of the devil is, you got plenty of time. See, when Jesus comes... Everybody that misses say, I sure wish. I sure wish I'd have got ready. I sure wish I'd have done it. But it would be too late. Today is the day of salvation. Choose you this day who you will serve. Are you excited that Jesus is coming? Or does that statement bring fear to your heart? Are you worried about those things coming up on the earth? I don't just want to go through trials and tribulation. I don't want to go through all of that. I don't want to have to give my head. But guess what? If we do, the Bible says there's a martyr's crown. That's not really a crown I want. i gladly give it to somebody else. But if I have to, I want to know that I have enough faith to stand and say, I believe. I want to be ready when Jesus comes. We're going to join many other churches and Christians and believers in the month of September praying. There's a pastor, his name is Dana Coverstone. He's had a lot of dreams. I don't know about them. I know a lot of what he's dreamed has already come to pass. I don't know if the rest of it will come to pass. But I just ask myself, what if it does? In January, he had a dream. And you can go on YouTube and put in Dana Coverstone. He's Assembly God Pastor. He had a dream. He saw the pandemic, the sickness, the riots, the mask. He saw all of that and it came true. Then he had another dream. He saw the writing and he saw a lot of different things. Uh, in that second dream he saw, he went to the bank to get some change. And the lady said, we don't have any change, there's a change shortage. When I saw that dream, I thought to myself, that's kind of weird. It was about a month later that I began to see the signs that said change shortage. That part of his dream came true. He had another dream, he saw the American dollar on a flagpole. And part of it began to burn like an economic crash. Some were rejoicing. Some were crying. I don't know if that'll happen or not. He saw troops in our streets. I don't know if that'll happen or not. But what if it does? The last dream he saw persecution coming on the church. He saw all these wolves out in a field and someone stirring them up until their eyes were glowing red with anger. And then he sent them out. And they begin to go into the churches. He said "Persecution's coming on the church. He saw like in a court of law. Judges saying you can't preach this. You can't preach that. You can't say this. You can't preach according to the word of God. And the pastors were saying but we have to. It's the word of God. And then they were getting in trouble. What if it happens? According to the Bible it says it's going to happen. We just don't know when. He saw it. But the dream I want to focus on, because there was many, there was, there's been about four or five so far. The one I want to focus on is September. He said he saw, and, and, and each, each dream he would see a calendar, and a finger would come and highlight different times and show importance. But he saw the month of September. And this time the hand pulled the calendar off the wall and laid it in front of the altar and told him to pray. And he saw himself standing on a date like September the 1st and began to pray. And the Lord said, you need more. And he began to say help and people began to come and stand on different dates and times. Until then, he, he kind of came out and he saw the the the, 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 like the outline of the United States and that that. Calendar was in the shape of the whole United States. And more people and more people until the whole calendar, the whole United States was covered with people praying. And then he saw around the edges it started a fire burning. He said it was like the fires of revival. But then he also knew it was the fires of opposition. He could hear the the clanking of swords like in the heavenlies of a spiritual battle taking place. And then there toward the end of the month, he heard a voice speak out of heaven and say, My bride, prepare to pray. And he was praying for revelation. He was praying for corruption to be revealed, for sin to be revealed in the church. And then his voice spoke again. And the last thing he said was, My bride. Prepare to see my face. Church. I don't know when that's going to happen. And he sure said. I'm not saying this is going to happen in September. he's, He's a pastor of a small assembly of God church. He's just having some dreams. But so far. What he's had in the past has already come to pass. What if the rest of it comes true? We could be in for some serious things happening in our nation in the next several months. But can I tell you something? I don't know anything. I'm not saying yay or nay. or I do not know. I do know this. It can't hurt to pray. It can't hurt to get ready. Jesus may not come in my lifetime. I may die. But jesus is coming he might come today or tomorrow or next week he may come for somebody in the next few moments people go out to meet god in eternity every second so are we ready get ready get ready for things to happen on this earth get prepared for natural things Get you you some supply. Just get ready for whatever could happen. But more than anything, get ready for Jesus to come back. He said he's going to split those eastern skies. And he's coming back with a shout, with a voice of the archangel. I'm telling you, I think uh, he's tuning his horn right now. I think he's licking his lips. I think he's getting ready to blow. Are you ready for Jesus to come? Let's get ready. So September, and we're going to be praying all through this for this next election, for our government, for our nation, for all the, the, the racial issues. Listen, we at the Lord's house love everybody. We're God's children. And we've got to. We 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 we're not going to get it up in arms and, and and get at odds with people. We're going to love people and embrace people and tell people about Jesus. We're going to get ready for the coming of the Lord, and we're going to get ready for what's coming on this earth. We're going to get ready for persecution in the church and persecution in our own lives. We're going to get ready for whatever's coming, and the only way to do that is to pray and ask the Lord to show us to prepare us. To help us to be ready. Pray that you be counted worthy. Lord help me. I'm not worthy in myself. I'm only worthy by his blood. So starting September the 1st. That's uh, Tuesday. We will uh, have a nightly 7 p.m. on Facebook. About 5 or 10 minutes. Just a, a thought, a scripture, and then we're going to pray. If you can sign on at that time and pray with us, I encourage you. I'm asking you to pray every day a little extra. Take a morning, take an afternoon, take a night. Uh, just ask the Lord. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leadership. Pray for everything going on in our nation. Pray that you're ready, that you're ready for Jesus to come. Search your heart. Get things right. If you got odd against your brother or sister, go make it right with them. If you've offended somebody, go tell them you're sorry. If you stole our stuff, bring it back. <laughs> or just bring us the money. We'll go buy all the new stuff. I don't care about my old paint sprayer. I don't want to retire as a painter anyway. But Pastor Marcello, he needs all of his electrical tools back. New stuff. You know what? Pray Lord will... Put a thousand dollars in his hand so he can buy all these new tools. He thought it was three bags of his life tools set up for for electricity. So anyway, see you, you, what the enemy means for bad. God works for good. Amen. But Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, we're going to have a time of worship here in the auditorium, and then we're going to pray. Every Saturday night in September, maybe through the election, through November. Uh, we'll have Saturday night prayer. We'll see. but September, every Saturday night, 6.30 until 7.30, maybe, or before. When we're through praying, we, we, you know, sometimes you pray and sometimes you need to tarry longer. But at least 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, but I'm asking people to pray every day. So join us every night, 7 o'clock on Facebook. It won't just be me. It'll be me, Pastor Elias, Pastor Marcelo. will be leading those prayer times. And uh, let's be a part of what God does in September in not just our church, but the church in the nation and the world. And let's pray for revival. And let's pray people get ready for Jesus to come. I'm asking you today, are you ready? A while ago, when we were watching that video, if it had happened at that moment, as the Bible says lightning strikes as the Son of Man, would you have been ready? See, one second after, oh God, forgive me, I want to... It's too late then. You've got to be ready before He comes. His heads are bowed, eyes are closed those of you sitting at home watching just close your eyes and just search your heart and say Lord how's my relationship with you have I been caught up in the world and the things of the world have I been caught up in the pleasures of this world have I been seeking success and things and Do I have sin in my life? Do I have unforgiveness in my heart for anyone? Do I have hatred in my heart against anyone? Lord, as I pray, as I seek your face this month, would you please reveal to me anything in my life that could keep me From going when you come to catch away your bride? You say, Pastor, they've been saying Jesus is coming for 6,000 years. Ever since Jesus left, they said He's coming back. Just think about how much closer it is now than it was then. Might be today, a week, a month, a year. I might just go stand before God on my own because of an accident or death or what people went out into eternity this last night and today. Were they ready? If in your heart right now you you know you have an excitement and anticipation to see Jesus. You know that your sins are forgiven, you're washed in the blood, you've been cleansed and you love him and you can't wait to see him. Or there's an apprehension in your heart. All of a sudden, you're having flashbacks and memories of things you've done and said and you're not sure if he were to come today, if you'd go or not. Today's your day. Today, you can be ready. Today, you can prepare yourself for the coming of the Lord. Today is your day of salvation. Would you make this declaration with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. There's only one way to heaven. And that's through Jesus Christ. Today, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That He died on the cross for me. That He rose again. That He ascended back to heaven. And I believe that Jesus is coming back again. I want to be ready Jesus forgive me of all of my sins every word every thought every action cleanse me forgive me for unforgiveness bitterness Hatred. Prejudice. Pride. Lust. All the works of the flesh. Everything the devil entices us with. Every area in my life that I've sinned. Today I give it to you. And I ask you to forgive me. Jesus Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Let me live. Every day. Like you're coming today. Let me be ready. But let me stand firm. In my faith. When. Adversity. Trials. Tribulation. Comes. Help me be ready for that. Thank you. Father I just pray today that as a church. You prepare us. We don't know what's coming. We've been saying Jesus is coming. I've been preaching it my whole life. But there's something in my spirit. There's something stirring. I feel something is coming. I feel there's trouble coming. I feel there's adversity coming. I don't know exactly how or when or what. I'm just asking that you help me be prepared. Help me not fail in my duties to warn your people to be ready. Help me to sound the battle cry. Help me to wake your people up. That you're coming. Let us not get caught up in all this thing going on in the world. And we miss what you're doing. Help us to be a part of what you're doing. Let us prepare naturally for these things to come. But let us prepare supernaturally and spiritually for these things that are coming. God have mercy on America. God have mercy. Give us time. Would be to God, though that we could all pray during this month and you would hold back and you would push back again the evil that's trying to overtake our nation and our world. And You would give us some more time to win more souls to Christ. But we know at some point it's going to happen just like Your Word declared it. And if this is the generation, let us be ready to fight the good fight of faith. To stand firm. To look up. I want everybody in the building just as an act of faith and obedience, those of you at home right now, open your eyes wide and just tilt your head up and just look up. I'm not looking at a ceiling. I'm not looking at a light. I'm looking beyond that ceiling, beyond the clouds and the skies. I'm looking into the heavens and could you declare with me, come quickly, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. Whenever you're ready, But help me to stand fast, to declare your word, to go forth in a dark world, and let my light shine in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. Join us Tuesday night.